Hello and welcome to another edition of your Wednesday Wisdom. I am your host, Ralphie Martinez with Martinez Elite Fitness, and today is Wednesday, February 21st, the year is 2024, and this is episode number 311, and it's a special episode because we have, for the first time in a very, very long time, a guest with us today. Everybody, please welcome Erica, and I will just introduce you as the 6.15 a.m. Erica, because people may not even know any Erica's here. Is there another Erica? I don't think there is. (laughs) No, off the top of my head, no, there is not. So, welcome, Erica. Thank you. And Erica's here because she had a topic idea for me and emailed it to me. And as I was reading it, I read it to Tara. And Tara looked at me and she says, why don't you just have her on the podcast and talk about it? So, instead of myself talking about it, either in my car or alone in a room, here I am with Erica in a room talking about that said topic. So, and we're going to dive into that today. But before we get into that, um, Erica, tell us a little bit about yourself and your fitness journey, background, and maybe what led you to MEF. Okay. Let's let's start with that. Um, <clears throat> well, I come from a family of um, fitness adventurers. My dad is almost 80 and he still runs marathons. Um, he wow. made us run from an early age. So we did all the, you know, fun runs and 5Ks when we were little. Nice. <clears throat> the expectation in my family was that you did a sport and then you could do whatever other creative thing you wanted to do. So we ran early on. We rock climbed. We did all the outdoor adventures. And then I um, started gymnastics when I was about three because uh, I got kicked out of ballet for doing cartwheels during ballet. And um, that started my (laughs) gymnastics life. Um, I was a a competitor for a long time. I started coaching when I was 15. And um, from there that led to actually my career. I run a gym here in the Bay Area and um, have worked with USA Gymnastics. I also work for the US Center for Safe Sport. Um, But in that time, I kind of followed my dad's athleticism. He ran, I did triathlon, so I started doing triathlon. I rode in college, because he rode in college. Um, He did a rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon, so I did a rim to rim to rim. So I kind of have always done a little bit of what my dad does um, in outdoor adventure, but then also, um, obviously as a coach of gymnastics and a competitor, I kind of did a lot of the um, gymnastics related things, um, fell into CrossFit because of gymnastics and did that and competed in that for a while and then also ran my own box in Arizona for a little bit and when I came out to California I decided to not do CrossFit anymore (laughs) because I was injured had had two surgeries um, and sort of just stayed with running and then one day walked past um, MEF when you guys were downtown Mm -hmm. saw you guys running around and thought you know I should probably get back to something fun like that. Nice. And I think I called you and said, just so you know, <laughs> I don't want to compete. I don't want to get competitive <laughs> about this, but I want to do, and you said this was a perfect you know, opportunity to kind of get back into it without the, I don't know, pressure of CrossFit right. related yeah. competition. So, yeah. and here I am almost two years later. There we are. Having fun. Yeah. Awesome. That's a, that's a nice backstory. I like that. Cool. That's, Thanks. I think you start a fitness journey a lot earlier probably mm-hmm. than most people did or have because I think I didn't pick it up really until I was 14 or 15 with running. Yeah. 
but it goes to show you have a parent that either sets a standard for you to do okay you want to have fun but we have to do this other structured thing um how that relays uh and pushes you to be better i think early on so you've probably done and accomplished a lot of things that a lot of, a lot of other people wouldn't had they had not had that early on in their life that expectation yeah, yeah. that's, that's awesome no, that's really cool yeah. that 80 still running fucking marathons now i need to run one this <laughs> <He's> year ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> all right so there's erica's background now we're going to start talking about the email the the topic the the kind of question around from your initial email like what can you tell just kind of tell us what was like the question or topic that you posed that with that initial email about uh, why, why we're here today well the t the the question is about risk mm -hmm. and taking risks in our lives but also how it pertains to our fitness journey and how we can um view risk in the gym and unfortunately because i went into this di uh deep dive kind of rabbit hole of what risk really is in our lives there's such a negative connotation to it it's there's a lot of fear around it there's a lot of emotion around it it's built you know how we accept risk is um often based on what we've experienced in our life or what the world is telling us like with 9-11 don't get on a plane for a long time because it's it's a risk yeah. you know there's there's um you know death risk there's um you know risk management and then there's emotional risk and mm -hmm. business risk and monetary risk. And <clears throat> I thought about how my job, my life has been centered around risk. I, I have worked in an industry that is, um, that, that's all I do. I literally am man I'm, I'm dealing with risk management. How can I keep my athletes as safe as possible to take these death defying risks? It's, right. it's like a weird contradiction, right? Yeah. So, and in my whole, my life growing up, I was, risk was always kind of a cool thing, like mm. climbing a mountain when we were little without ropes. Right. There was never a fear associated with it. It was just, this is how you're going to um, make decisions later on, how you're going to take risks later on. But it wasn't, there wasn't anything negative about it until... I think more recently when we have children yeah. and we're thinking about the what ifs, yeah. it, when we're getting older and we're worried about injury, the what ifs in the gym, um, monetary risks are always really, really scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, financial risks, business risks. Um, and, and I've more recently been faced with kind of from all angles, this element of risk. And um, I think I emailed you that I've been having so very strange dreams. Yeah, no one dreams about the gym more than Erica, by the way. I, no. <laughs> I do, almost every day. Somehow, Ralphie and the gym are always in my dreams. It is always a very weird situation. Like, he took us on a field trip, everyone, to um, where we had to do trapeze arts. And yeah. I was on a platform and had to, you know, jump in the dark and take a risk that someone was going to catch me. And um, these, these kind of dreams make me think, well, what is it in my life that's so, what, what am I fearful of? Mm -hmm. Because often in these dreams, I'm just frozen, standing in fear, but I didn't used to be like that. And so what's holding me back from taking risks and accepting challenges and what are the emotional parts behind it? And I think there's responsible risk taking, 
but how can it equate to what how can we you and your business me and my business risk management is kind of different but the same mm-hmm. you're worried about the safety of your athletes here i'm worried about the safety of my athletes you know flipping and jumping off of things and yeah. um it's a different kind of risk but it's very similar yeah. i think because it's human mm-hmm. and what are the state what are the potential hazards that we have to avoid but how can we all how can we establish um kind of a culture within the gym or in, in my case in my gym to um i guess honor risk and and offer it as a positive thing for creating confidence in people mm-hmm. and therefore you know in their lives how are they going to um equate that in their personal business right yeah as a carryover right and right. it's so, such a small thing when you look at it like in the gym perspective so i kind of thought how can we how could I do that in the gym and help that carry over into more into bigger decisions? Right, right, right. Because you had like the, in your email, you said something about like, well, when I want to go up and wait, mm-hmm. but oh, that's for a long time or a lot of reps, so I'll go and do the comfortable weight to make sure that I'm doing it correctly. Exactly. Where maybe some days it needs to be ten to twenty pounds heavier, so I can get stronger that day. So looking at it, so many things come into consideration as far as how am I feeling. How was my sleep? Did I get enough? You know, all that comes into play. But in the moment, sometimes, and a lot with in the gym, opening up, a, opening up a gym, you know, walking through the doors to make someone do three backflips back to back to back. There's just that. There's a gap between here I am safe, and here I am still safe on this other side. But I gotta make this jump. If I don't make the jump, I don't, like that other side, like that third backflip is on that side, right? So maybe I'm good with two and I'm trying for that third, but if I don't make that little jump, to try, right? Mm-hmm. That's as simple as, it's as simple as that. But same thing with like opening the gym. At the time we had two kids, we, I was working only and I looked at it like, okay, I can still do what I'm doing right now at this desk that I fucking can't stand and be safe and still run a couple classes from my garage and maybe just be evenly happy. <laughs> or I could, although that, that jump is a little bigger, I could take that jump and I could still be financially okay, but way happier. Yeah. And like, it's a, it's a balance and trying to find a balance. Timing will never be right you know just like having a kid right there's no right time to have exactly. a kid like you can't fucking plan for that <clears throat> trust me i fucking know i got five of them so <laughs> like going up in weight today i'm feeling okay slept good i could add that 20 pounds today it's almost like a when it comes to inside the gym of course the jump inside the gym and other things outside of the gym it's a little different maybe timing does have to be a little better um you have to have certain things set up but on the in the gym it's as simple as grabbing the weight and putting it on. Right. And then trusting yourself that you know the movement well enough. Maybe it's the deadlift. Maybe it's a clean or whatever it is. I know the movement. I know what to do. I have to trust that process that I've, that's gotten me to that point. And then either add the weight, right? And then follow that process or and get better and stronger because of it. Or, okay, I've trusted the process just enough to keep doing the same thing. And I feel like 
when I can correlate that back to like if I'm still walking through that office door every day, mm-hmm. that's all I'm doing. I'm keeping the same weight on in my hands and just being okay with that. Which like that I, comfort element, right. right? Yes, like I'm and I'm and I'm okay with that. But I'm so happy that the jump was made because the other side, like wherever I was before, that jump put me in a totally different like universe. Right? And that can and it, as I know we're talking about some simple thing like putting more weight on a bar or grabbing a heavier kettlebell or a higher box. But what that can do for you and your life and the your confidence is it's indescribable. Yeah. Right? Like fifteen years ago, if you showed me two two like different screens and like, hey, which one do you think your life is right now? Do you think you're that Overweight dude that's not very happy sitting behind a desk, just kind of going through the motions every day, coming home, saying hi to the kids, going to the couch, eating the ice cream before bed, and then just waking up doing it all over again? Or do you think you're the dude that uh, 7.30 in the morning on Friday, February in 2024, you're sitting down hosting a podcast in your 300th episode with one of your members, um, and it's, a, it's just another Friday, right? Like. And then after you're done there, you get to go home to your kids and like, it's, it's totally different lives. Which one do you think you are? I probably never would have chosen this one Wow. until the right people told me, Hey, stop fucking around and go ahead and just make that little jump. That bit, the, the thing that's big in my mind was that jump, the, 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 but people give perspective to how small it actually is. And that helps a whole lot. So not only do you need your process to get to the point where you're comfortable with a certain weight, you then need someone to be like, hey, if Erica looks to her right or her left and Julian's deadlifting really heavy or partnered up with Julian just like (laughs) she was the other day, it'll push Erica to go heavier. And then she'll see that jump. She just needed a little push and a little coercing and oh shit, it wasn't as scary. Yeah. Maybe I was a little sore after, but what does that soreness tell us most of the time? When it's not pain, it's growth. And because of that little partnered up pairing we had the other day, you got a little stronger because of it. Yeah. And same thing. You got the you look at it the same way, although it is not the same thing when it comes to the life decisions and the gym decisions. So with that, what is it, if you want to share, mm-hmm. is it do you what's going on now that you you have a decision to make, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Like you have something you could do or something that you can stay doing. Is that yeah. something going on? Yeah. So if you want to talk about it, what what is that thing if you want to share? Oh, sure. Sure. Um, mine happens to be a business-related opportunity. Um, again, it's kind of ironic because I'm in the business of risk. And risk management and now I've been offered an ownership position um, I, I run a gym but I have an opportunity to be become owner of this gym mm. and to me that risk is now 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 I am the ultimate risk manager so right. now not only I, I do have a very big sense of ownership I am that is constant when I walk in the doors of my gym but now it's a financial risk. Yeah. Now it's it, it affects my family. It affects literally everything. Yeah. You know, in terms of um, 
my longevity too. I mean, I work in an industry, now I'm working in an industry, I do work in an industry where, um, you know, youth is on my side, Mm -hmm. but age is not necessarily on my side. (laughs) So I think um, that it's terrifying in that way. Do I make that jump and then be the ultimate risk manager or do I stay where I am? Because I am comfortable where I am and I am nervous enough where I have enough stress where Mm -hmm. I am, but this is such a wonderful opportunity and it's something I've wanted since I was, you know, 15 years old. It's something I know and I'm comfortable with, but this unknown of, uh, in terms of financial risk and, you know, liabilities and all the pieces that come with, as you know, owning a gym, it's, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, I mean, knock on wood in 35 years of doing this, I haven't lost, um, I have, I haven't had such a severe, um, hazard or, um, claim, like liability claim right. or injury, um, that is, that is, um, put a, a tremendous fear in my mind, but it's still terrifying. Yeah. And so, um, and then you, you know, it trickles out and you go down the rabbit hole of, well, if I do this, what if this happens? If I do this, what, what if this happens? So I, I have to say though, that equating it to the gym and the little things that we, we do in the gym to, um, help our growth and our strength. In fact, that example of Julian and I um, deadlifting the other day, that small thing that I decided to do, it, it is, it's a step, another stepping stone, another building block to make this huge decision. So the small things that we do will eventually lead us and build us in our mindset to that right. confidence to make the bigger decisions. And so as of a couple of days ago, I accepted the oh, offer, yeah. but it is such a, it, yeah. it's terrifying, right. but it's, um, I, I'm grateful for the gym and the smaller, it's not a small thing. We, we can't really, we t- say it's small, right. but I it's think we down, I, I certainly downplay a lot of the shit that, you know, happens here because from an ownership standpoint, like I don't want things to get too big because then what if someone gets hurt right. or is, I don't want someone to try too hard because what happens if they fall off the box, but I want them to do it. Right. So. Um, that's awesome. That's great. You close, you, you jumped the gap. I did. Now you're on the other side. And then once <laughs> that starts rolling, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, they look at a business owner and like, oh, that's cool. You, you open, you unlock a door and you let people into whatever it is. And they come in and they buy your stuff or they do the workout or they do the backflips, um, the handstands, or you do the grocery shopping. And then once everybody's done and your, your hours on that door say that you're closed, that that's it but But i can't tell you i can't (laughs) tell you how much it is not Mm -hmm. um and lucky for us like you know i have steve as an assistant but i don't have this payroll you know like that's a whole other aspect that i can't even relate to with all these other businesses payroll and but liability insurance um you know oh i fucking you forgot to pay the pg&e last week or last month you know like those are the things that um we don't just open and close a door yeah and um, congratulations uh, on accepting that uh, position, and that's really exciting. Thank you. It's scary exciting. It is scary. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's cool though because yes, although there are all these other things, and you talk to any small business owner, and they'll list out all the things that they can do, but or have to do, but it's you have to do the back end stuff to then enjoy the front end stuff. 
you know, to be in this office right now talking to you, to having the conversations we were having before we started recording, to Tuesday mornings when I get to see someone on their birthday, like that all like washes, like that's, that's such a bigger aspect to this than anything else. Someone getting their first box jump or, you know, someone losing 30 pounds or being with someone who, um, you know, they, they couldn't get pregnant, but then all of a sudden they got their body healthy enough to do it. Like those are stories that I'm never going to forget, um, that I would never know if I had not taken the jump. Right. So, so the backside, that risk, you, you way worth it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think most of the time people would probably find that, but I don't think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think everyone can make the jump and not everyone should make the jump, but if it's something that you really want and you being doing what you've been doing for so long, giving this opportunity to not be on the other side, because I'm sure you'll still do a lot of the hands-on stuff that you are doing, but to kind of pass that baton off to somebody else too is, is awesome. Right. And, and yeah. And what are we doing for our children? We're setting this incredible example. Right. Like Tara, Tara brought that up the other day. She's like, you know, Kelsey, has told her now like a couple different times, well, I want to open up this kind of store or I want to own this kind of shop. And we don't like, I still don't think the kids understand that we own the gym. I think they think that I still work here. Right. Like, I think that's all they think that this, <laughs> this is. is. It really, 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 I, I'm not kidding. Um, but Tara says like, because she is seeing, she, she believes that it's, she does see we own this gym. So that gives her like, oh, I don't have to work at this place. I can own this place and it could be named this and I can do this and an example um, has been set early on because we were doing this before she was born so um, nice. same thing for your son I'm sure mm-hmm. Sebastian would have an awesome uh, idea for something at some point down the line so yes well yeah setting the example and really I like I mean so when I talk to people I don't talk like oh I'm setting you a great example I'm setting a standard and you have, like I talked about this this week on the podcast mm-hmm. about setting a standard and you have to have one. The book of MEF this week is hold a, have a high standard for yourself. Yeah. And you have to, um, and whatever you do. So that's awesome. Congratulations again. Thank you. Um, now you have some notes Have we talked about your notes. Oh yeah. I, I, yes. I, I, I want to hit all the topics. <laughs> Make sure we get, I, um, I think we talked about, so in my deep dive, I wanted to know well, what's the definition of risk, and it is the the original, um, I guess Webster Dictionary mm. definition talks about exposure to possibility of loss, injury, right. um, unwelcome circumstances, yeah. and those kinds of things. But then you read more and you read about like the cultural theories and why, and the emotional parts that are behind that and what creates the fear of of the unwelcomed circumstances mm-hmm. and um you know catastrophic things all you know and anxiety and yeah. there's so much built around risk and not a lot talks about the positive, the positive. parts right and so that's that was very frustrating to me because being in the industry i'm in and having grown up the way i have i assume risk is a positive thing mm-hmm. but i feel like the majority of people fall into the category of the unwelcome circumstance the yeah they just pu- push that away and and they're unwilling to even examine or think about taking that step coming out of that comfort zone yeah 
and we've, you know, your, your book challenges and a lot of the books you recommend talk about this kind of thing, getting out of your comfort zone and taking those risks. And, um, because of the growth that inevitably comes from it and whether or not it's a mistake. Yeah, there are, there is loss. There's, there's financial loss. There could be injury. There could be these things you, you can learn from that too. And that it's that, it's that mindset. Right. So to me, it's not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, obviously there are risks that are catastrophic that we, we don't want to jump out of an airplane for the very first time without right. the tandem, the person on yeah, the back to help exactly. you. Um, there's risks you don't take when you have children. You know, yeah. there are things we don't do, but how can we balance that out, especially those of us who have children, in setting that standard and that expectation the way my dad did. I want to make sure that I'm doing that same thing for my child in small ways like at the gym and then in bigger ways in the big life decisions. So he sees, like Kelsey, that this is, there's there's possibility right. in t- taking risks. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's all I wanted to say, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot, yeah, because people will, they'll grab a hold of the, the negative mm-hmm. because that keeps them safe. Right. Right. Oh, I can't switch that job because the commute's another five minutes. Or I'd have to get on BART if I took, you know, mm-hmm. if I went and bought this house over here, I'd have to get on BART. Well, like, what do you want the house and possible more happiness, more freedom, whatever that would bring you or the new job, whatever it is. Um, the light, the light is always less than the dark gloomy stuff. Yeah. And probably because when you look up in the dictionary risk, it gives you those dark and gloomy <laughs> things first. <laughs> right. Um, but there's also, yeah, the flip side, the other side of the coin is, is there and sometimes sometimes if you're sitting there flipping a coin and it keeps landing on the negative 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 it just takes like i'm gonna flip it for you now let Mm -hmm. me take that coin from you erica and let me flip it for you and let me show you all of the positive things that can come out of your risk and i think that's a big reason I keep talking to the fucking microphone every week is because I don't think enough people are flipping, flipping the coin and seeing the light because if they did, you know, I would hear more and more every day. Like, Hey, I did that one thing that I told you I was going to do three years ago. Yeah. You know? And those are the things we want. Like I want that for, I want this for you and I want whatever else for the other people at 515 and noon and every other interaction that I have with people and even like strangers, like I'll talk to people and I'll be like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I do this, but I would really love to do this. It's a great opportunity to be like, well, why don't you do it? Yeah. And then they'll tell me all of the gray, cloudy, fucking <laughs> risk things that they saw in the, dic- the dictionary. And then all it takes is like, I take the coin at that point and I flip it for them. And you just gotta shed a light. So if you're somebody who talks to somebody often and you know they they talk about this thing that they would love to do and you know, especially if you know they're going to be good at it, fuck. Like, and they're just kind of not wasting time and talent, but like they're wasting their time and their talent because like, you can't get the time back. So you might as well, if it didn't work out, what are you doing now? Yeah. If it's not, if this never worked out, there was another desk job somewhere. Yeah. So why not? So if you have the opportunity, take the coin, flip it for somebody. That's a good and point. That that often people need that. Yeah. The the coin flipper. Yeah, that's all it takes. Right. Again, if I didn't have 
Tara mm -hmm. and you know this small handful of people that were coming up to our garage at fucking six in the morning seven at night if they weren't telling me hey I flipped the coin for you today and this is going great like one of the first coin flippers she she was holding a 14 pound wall ball and she said did you know I've lost this while coming here Whoa, cool. and that was in our garage and that like that was I think one of the catapulting mm -hmm. things there it's like well this is working yeah so so cool yeah. just let and sometimes you need to let people <clears throat> flip the coin for you too absolutely yeah you have a death grip on that fucking thing and you keep flipping it and some you know the way I guess I could correlate it now thinking about it someone's just kind of flipping it in their hand yeah they don't even take the chance of the flip you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like they control the flip in their hand and like, oh, look, cloud and negative. Can't <laughs> fucking do it today. So yeah, let the death grip go and let someone else take the reins sometimes. Nice. So, yeah. I Anything like else? it. No, that was well said. Awesome job. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to do this more often. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Erica. Thank for you. one, your question and listening to the podcast and all of the insights in your story. And um, we can't wait. We'll have you on in like, six months and <laughs> could tell you what's going yeah, on what with the process the is like yeah <laughs> so thanks Definitely. so much erica thank you appreciate you being here all right guys thank you so much for listening we'll see you in the gym